Hi, welcome uh, to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And tonight our topic is, do I really need to read the Bible? Oh, this is something that in my own life has made such a profound change in my own life, the daily reading of the Bible. Um, and it's something that I really, 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 really encourage in my congregation at church. Um, and I think a lot of people don't understand the benefits and the blessings of reading the Bible. Yeah, I think some people think, well, what's the big deal? It's a book. Yeah. And it's just, and I think... I've heard it all before. And it, I've heard it, I know the stories, mm-hmm. and also they think, oh, I don't like to read, or it's just another thing, it's a rule i got to do. i got to read the Bible because well, I'm a believer. And, I, and I'm hoping that's not what people are getting from me when I'm encouraging them to do that. And By the way, with the technology we have today, you don't have to read it, you can listen to it every day. Oh, There's yeah. There's so many different free ways out there to to uh, listen to your Bible, to read it in different formats and the different translations. There's all sorts of wonderful ways to look into this. Have a drink. Yeah, this book is by far the most scrutinized book ever written. There have been more things written about it, more people that have studied it, more people that have wrote commentaries on it. There's a reason for that. There's a reason the Bible is such an important function within humanity. Even the Quran recommends people... Read it. Read the Psalms and the Gospels, yes. So there is a there is a a value to this in your life that goes way beyond just doing it because I said so. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into that. Okay. Uh, I do want to say it is our, besides prayer, but it's our one offensive weapon, if we learn how to use it, mm-hmm. that can push back the darkness in our lives and other people's lives. That's one thing that, I mean, God has given this tool, and the better we know how to use this tool, the better we're going to be good at it. Yeah, it's a, it's a great defense. You know, when Paul talks about the armor of God, he talks about the sword of the word. Mm-hmm. That is the only offensive weapon. When he talks about the armor of God, the only offensive weapon he talks that we have is the word. So if we don't have the word, um, we can't be on the offense. We're only going to be on the defense. Mm-hmm. I think it's... Uh, it's a, it's a sad commentary on our Christian life in general, but a lot of, for a lot of people, I think you can equate reading the Bible to exercise. Mm-hmm. In January, people say, this year I'm going to have a plan, I'm going to read through the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. And it fades. Just like in January, I'm going to... This year, I'm yeah. going to, my New Year's resolution is I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to do whatever. Um, if you want to buy fitness equipment, buy it in February. Because you get a lot of used stuff that people bought in January, and now they already realize mm-hmm. they're not using it. So, um, unfortunately, it's the same thing with the Bible. And But just like any positive habit that you can possibly have, you have to intentionally stick with it. You have to intentionally do it. And then eventually you will find the point where it becomes as common as breathing. It just becomes something that this is how I live my life, and this is how I start my day, and this is how I do things. And when that happens, that's when the true transformation comes. Mm-hmm. When you have such a hunger for the word that you can't skip it mm-hmm. any more than, you know, you could, you, you wouldn't think about skipping breakfast, but don't skip your Bible either. And I think it, um, we have to look at reading the Bible as, is, is God, according to our time schedule, moves slow in people's lives because he's developing an eternal life within us and dwell, uh, you know, he dwells within us, but he's he's developing our character. 
He's, he's planting seeds. Every time we read the word, we get more seeds planted in us. He waters them. He grows them. And it takes time to see that transformation. Mm-hmm. But keep at it. And I think also, you, the more you do it, the more will get inside you and the more you can hold on to. That, that's how you know the promises of God when you can say, uh, uh, the word is, I, I can't even think one right now. Um, what, or even the simple thing is, is God loves me is in the Bible. That's mm-hmm. in there. God loves you. And be strong and courageous. I'll never leave you. Yes, be strong and courageous. I'll never leave you. That's in Joshua. And, and, and you can, how you use that, like just that simple verse, Joshua 1, 9, I believe, is that mm-hmm. you say, you repeat that verse to yourself. It's a promise. You can say, even if, I mean, you're feeling awful, you're feeling scared, you can say, God said to be strong and courageous and he'll never leave me. And you just hold on to that. That is just like a lifeline. And the more you say it to yourself, you're meditating on it then, you're using that, that first pushes out the worry. I mean, what better thing to put in your mind than the Word of God? Uh, and and that is how you start to use the Word. You take hold of those promises, and, and, and they become almost memories in you. And then you, you can say, God did this. He can do this again. Or... or uh, the more you use it in your life, the more you'll see the fruit of it. I mean, because you're just giving, you're planting more seeds, so you're going to get more fruit from the Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, I've, I've had a lot of people tell me that, you know, I don't need to read the Bible to 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 know that there's a God. I don't need, and even the Bible says that uh, to some extent. In Romans one twenty, uh, Paul writes that, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. So basically he's saying, yes, you can look at creation and see evidence of God. But there is a huge difference between knowing about God yeah. and knowing God. Yes, You can know about God, but that does not make you someone who knows God. And what God really wants from us is a, is a relationship, is a personal relationship with him. So it's important for us to get into the Word and learn more about God so that that relationship can come alive. Right. Right. The, like when you're in an intimate relationship, a husband and wife, you never quit learning about your spouse, no matter how many years that you're married. Mm-hmm. And if you do, your relationship's in trouble because we people change over the years. And we get to we have to keep knowing our spouses or dear, dear friends. I mean... You, you go through so many things in life, and if you, if you keep talking, keep communicating, your friendship, your, your marriage will grow deeper and deeper through anything. And, and God speaks to us through the Word. Those are His words. And, and besides promises of His um, to us, he, we, we learn about His character. We learn about things He's done for other people. And in that... Um, in Hebrews 13, it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he, God has done it for someone else, he can do it for you. And, and we can hold on to other people's uh, 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 stories of what God has done with in their lives. He'll do the same thing in our lives. And I, um, I, I did write, okay, I didn't write a list, but I, I want to tell you a, a Bible verse. Hebrews 4.12, this is one of the most famous verses of about the Word. For the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far 
as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. We just have to, if you don't know if someone, if you're listening to a preacher or a speaker of some sort and you don't know if they are true or not, put them up to the light of the word. If they mm-hmm. contradict the word, the, the the characteristics of the word, the the um, the principles of the word, they're not speaking for God. But Go ahead. And that is a challenge. Um, that is a challenge that I think every Christian should rise up and meet on their own. It's something I encourage with my own congregation. I am not the end all. The Bible is the end all. The Bible is the word. So if someone says something and you don't know whether it's true or not, you have to take it on face value. Don't do that. No. Don't take what I say in church at face value. Don't take what anyone says that the Bible says. Look for it yourself. Yes. Find it yourself. If someone's going to say something um, that God says this, look it up. Find it for yourself mm-hmm. before you start diving in and, and taking one person's way at it because um, there are a lot of false teachers out there. There's a lot of human involvement where the word gets twisted. People can take the word and justify anything they want to because they take things out of context mm-hmm. and out of what God's will was for the word. So unless you, unless you know, unless you research, unless you find it out for yourself, um, you'll easily be led astray. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of people that have come to me and, well, I, I read this in the Bible. I read this in the Bible. Well, what's the context? Does it, does it, what you're saying out of context contradict anything else? Mm-hmm. Is that the only thing you're looking at? Uh, one of the things we have to remember, uh, 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All scripture is breathed out of the mouth of God. There are so many people that like to say that the Bible is all myth and legend and, and just stories. And unfortunately, I, will, I'll, I say this often, if you, as a young Christian, uh, went to Sunday school and got the coloring book sheets and you learned about Samson and David and Goliath and Noah, awesome. Mm-hmm. But if that's where you stopped, then you're still a child mm-hmm. in your knowledge. You mm-hmm. do not know enough. You're not. You have not gone far enough. Mm-hmm. So you need to go. Um, you need to go deeper into the Word. Go back to those stories if you want to. Yeah. Read those stories again. Let read it, the things. Yeah. Read about David. Oh, there have been books and books and books and books written just on that one man, and read about his relationship with God. Why was David considered a man after God's own heart? Find out. Find out. Look it up. I um. I do want to. Okay, I want to go back mm-hmm. to this. Uh, so that that when I read Hebrews four twelve, that's the one I read about the active and sharper than a two edged sword. Mm-hmm. I I thought I, I want to list a few things of some of the things that the word does. So much more than this little list that I wrote. But I'm gonna. So even in, from that verse and other verses. The word is living, it, it's active, it's sharp, it pierces, it divides, it creates. God's word creates from nothing. Nothing else can do that, but God and God is his word. Uh, the word makes holy. The word is, uh, is miraculous. It does miracles. The word is healing. The word is cleansing. The word is loving. Why wouldn't we want more of that? And Jesus, Jesus yes. was specific. He's, you know, in, in the Lord's Prayer, he said, give us this day our daily bread. 
And then he also said in Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said, No, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. You should be seeking sustenance from the Bible the same way you seek sustenance for your body. It's one of those things. Uh, it will make your life better. Yes. It will make it easier on you. It will help you deal with your problems. It does all those kind of things. I Oh, I wanted. I, I know what I wanted to share. When you hear... When you go to the Bible for truth, all of it is truth, but you need to start with the Bible, not with an idea. I think right. sometimes how some people get led astray, they uh, want to prove a point. So they have they a point. They want to use the Bible to prove their their thoughts, not seek God's thoughts. Right. So it, on the surface, it might seem okay, but the problem is, is that you can then... Like Shannon said, take things out of context you, and, and, and prove your point. But that doesn't mean that point is true. Because you need to start with the Bible first and see what, that, what God wants to tell you in the Bible. And then if you're going to give a sermon or whatever or, or talk, then you take what the Bible told you. You don't, you don't start with you. You start with God and mm-hmm. his word. Very and, much so. Yeah, that's where it's got to be rooted in, in the truth, not in our opinions or what we think is true. It's got to be rooted in, in truth. Uh, John five thirty eight through 41, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, and he said, You do not have his message in your hearts because you do not believe me, the one he sent to you. You search the scriptures because they, you think they give you eternal life, but the mm-hmm. scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me, receive this life. Your approval means nothing to me. Mm. In other words, if you go in there looking for the answers that you want mm-hmm. or, or, or validation of your own personal opinions, um, yeah, you might be able to take something out of context and, and, and use that as a, as a weapon against someone, but that's not what it is. No. The whole Bible from the beginning to the end speaks mainly of two things. God's love and creation of man and God's redemption of man. Mm -hmm. The whole Bible can kind of be summed up with that. It's the relationship between God and man. And if you you understand that when you go in there and you look for for God's love when you're reading the Bible, you'll see it all over. Mm -hmm. If you look for uh, Jesus in the Old Testament, you will see him all over the Old Testament Mm -hmm. before you even get to the New Testament. And, of course, he's in the New Testament all the way through, too. So... And the thing about the Bible, and we've said this before, and Shannon has said this, and and all sorts of people, anyone you talk to that reads the Bible regularly will say this, that you can never learn it all. And you can read the same passage every week, and God can speak something new to you about that passage. That's why that that verse in Hebrews, it talks about the Word is living. Now, it's never going to tell you something that contradicts um, who God is, but it's like you could get deeper and deeper and deeper into the Word. And that doesn't mean if someone's been reading the Bible their whole lives and really, really studying it and, and they know the Bible well, that doesn't mean they know all the answers. There's a lot of things in the Bible that uh, I have no answers for. I don't know why it's in there. Like there's one I just detest. It's in Judges where the guy... Let's his concubine get all violated by tons of people, and then she's dead, and he cuts her up and sends a piece of her to all the tribes of Israel, and 
that's horrible. That's a, now, also, I want to say, just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean God approves of it. If it's a story, he mm-hmm. just tells... There are lessons learned by showing things that went wrong. Yeah, he well, doesn't... There's a lot of that. Yeah, just because it's in there, he's, he just tells the truth the way it happened. So if it's a story, and he tells... In the Bible, we just hear what it says. He tells it the way it was, and he, he shows the good and bad sides of everybody. Abraham is the, the father of the faith. But, again, you have to look at the context of all right. that. You see, you know, you could you could take a section of the Bible and make it into a horror movie if you want to. Oh, yeah. Or the worst post-apocalyptic war movies, all those things. But if you look at the context and you look at what God is trying to say through that, Mm-hmm. Where it comes out in the end, that is the most important part: is understanding the the entirety of it, not just the the minuscule parts of it. And I think until we get into the Word enough to see those things, we're missing it. Mm-hmm. Um, C.S. Lewis said that there is an enormous arrogance embedded in the belief that one can get a last word about God, or for that matter, a last word about the Bible. How is it possible that finite minds, not to mention fallen minds, could ever gain a final and finished grasp of the omniscient? Certainly we can have a sure word about God. The Bible leaves no door open to relativism. But we cannot have a last word about God, for the Bible leaves no door open to that kind of absolutism Mm. that believes it has God fully figured out. Oh, yeah, we can never have God figured out. We cannot have fully figured out. Oh, golly, that goes to, let me just read this, Isaiah 55. Um, he says in Isaiah 55, I love this chapter, read read Isaiah 55, and also if you want to know more about the Bible, read Psalm 119. Longest chapter in the Bible, it's all about the Word. But Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, I'm going to go all the way through 11. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts, for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth, making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word by which goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the manner, the matter for which I sent it. Mm. That is a promise that God's word, if we, if if we get good at using God's word, using God's promises in the very best possible way, I mean, we use it and we claim it, we, and I'm not calling name and claim it, but I mean, we hold on to it with all our hearts and just hold on to that promise, we will see God come through. Because earlier in the same verse, or the same chapter, ah, same book, I'm sorry, Isaiah, great book, okay, he says in Isaiah forty thirty one, those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Those who wait for the Lord, that means wait with expectation. You know he's going to do it. You know you're waiting. It's like the kids waiting for Christmas. They know Christmas is coming. They know it. They know it. They know it. They don't doubt that it's coming. It takes forever, but it's coming. God's the same way. He might feel like he's taken forever, but when he acts, he acts. And then when he shows up, it's sometimes it's like all of a sudden it feels like, even though you might have been holding on for that with that promise for maybe even years at times. And uh, oh, but you can't do that if you don't know the word. You got to know the word. 
And getting to know God through His Word is an amazing thing because you may have an image in your head or a concept of who God is, but until you truly get into His Word, you will never, ever be able to understand the breadth and the depth. We cannot grasp the entirety of God, but we can, through reading His Word, get more and more and more familiar with Him. God loves you so much that in every facet of your life, in every time of your life, in every season that you have, there is something in the Word for you. Mm-hmm. If you reach into the Word, you will find something, no matter what's going on in your life. It, it's an amazing thing. It's as if God wrote it just for you. Mm-hmm. As you get into it, it will be just like God wrote this for me. He knew how I was feeling today, and I read that. Yeah. That's because God communicates to us through His Word. He's speaking to you when you read His Word. He is talking to you when you read His Word. It's not just a bunch of rules, and it's not like a textbook. No. From school, this is this is a letter to you that was written by God from the beginning to the end, and He wants you to read it. And something came to my mind, and I mm-hmm. don't know if it'll make sense, but it's like you know, you get one of those contracts, yeah. Uh, permission that I'll read this and say yes you agree to all of it and it goes on and on and on and you just get t- like on the email or whatever mm. and, and you don't ever read the whole thing and usually it's fine with stuff a lot of stuff but but if you don't know what's in there something could surprise you we can't treat the Bible like Facebook and just scroll through. No, but... And just pick out something that's that's flashy or makes us laugh and make a meme out of it and go on. That's not what the well, Bible is intended for. What I, I want to continue with the mm-hmm. contract thing. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not like the Bible's a contract, but it is a... If we don't know what's in it, it's not that something negative will happen to us, but what will happen is that there'll be things that we could have held on to and helped us through, but we, we didn't know it was there, so we couldn't use it. Like, here, I ch- just, mm-hmm. uh, there's so many throughout, but here's one. Right. Okay, this is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Okay. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. So, if if you know that verse, and now you do, you read, you heard me say it, you can, you can hold on to that promise, that... Um, you don't. It says, "Do not lean on your own understanding." So you're in a situation. You have no idea why things are happening the way they are. You have no idea, and you don't even know what to do. What you can do is you can say, "Okay, God, I acknowledge you in this situation, and I believe you're going to make this path straight." Then you lean on Him and let Him work. But if you don't know that verse, that's like part of the contract with God. You can't. You can't enact that part of the contract. Well, it's not only you can't enact it, but it's not part of you. Yeah. it's The, the Bible is meant to be part of us. We are meant to write these words on our hearts. We are meant to carry them around on our sleeves and written on our foreheads. We are, we are meant to make this as much a part of us as anything else. So if you are not well-versed, if you are not reading your Bible on a daily basis, if you're not talking to God, which is what your Bible is, a lot of us think of prayer as being giving a list of, could you please help me with these things? But prayer really shouldn't involve the Bible because you should be listening as well as speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, Romans fifteen four through 5 says, Every, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the Scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives in, 
endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had. If we are going to be living out our Christian lives, we have to be in the Word because we have to understand where our hope comes from. We have to understand those things. It has to be so much a part of us that it, 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 it becomes you know, who we are. You may not be able to... I am not, I am not good at memorizing chapter and verse. I'm just not. I've never done that. I've never been good at it. Uh, I admire people that are. But I think even more than that, if it's a daily thing for you, your memory only has to last as long as you're awake. Mm -hmm. And then read again tomorrow and take Mm -hmm. another piece out of it. Uh, It's dangerous. It's dangerous for us if we are Christians not to be reading our Bible and getting comfortable in our laziness. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Revelations 2.4, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you first had. We we have to be careful not to become complacent because the enemy is going to be constantly attacking us. And even Satan, when he was tempting Jesus in the desert, tried to quote Scripture to Jesus. Yes, and he did quote Scripture. Exactly. Satan knows yes. Scripture, and he used that. But he he used it, of course, for his own means out of context, and Jesus corrected him on it every time. But the way that Jesus answered when Satan mm-hmm. went at him with the word is Jesus answered with the word, mm-hmm. and that is a, that is a, an important thing we have to understand um, that the word is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. It is a powerful thing, and without it, um, we are defenseless. And like like Satan did with Jesus, but. Jesus, of course, knows the word, so he couldn't get by with it, is that Satan did use scripture. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the word and you you hear someone use scripture and they use it a certain way, you could be deceived with the word because it wasn't used right. Because Jesus just countered with other scripture in that he balanced whatever Satan said. He goes, yes, but the word says, don't tempt the Lord your God. And, and he balanced it. So if you just take one scripture out, you can make it say whatever you want, just like Shannon has said. It'll take take it out of context. But First um, Peter three fourteen through sixteen. I want to read this yes. one because this talks about depending your faith. But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. But do not fear their intimidation, and do not be troubled. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that you have, that is in you. Yet with gentleness and reverence, and keep a good conscience, so that in the things, in, in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. In other words, if we are going to be able to give a defense for our faith, if we are going to be able to explain our faith, if we are going to to be able to share our faith as we are called to by God, we are called to to spread the message. If we're called to do those things, we have to know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, I just believe is not the right answer. The right answer is this is what the Word of God says. And I want to go back to the Mm -hmm. the, uh, intimate relationship or a deep friendship or whatever. And if you're in a marriage and you start taking your spouse for granted, you just start taking each other for granted because you're not spending time, you're not communicating, your love will grow cold. And if you don't do something about it, you could be... It could get into a dangerous, dangerous place where it might not last through something. Mm-hmm. And the thing, um, yes, you can be a Christian and not read your Bible. I mean, technically, yes, you can. But 
your love is going to grow cold for Jesus because you said a sinner's prayer and, and you still believe Jesus saved you, but you haven't deepened that relationship with Jesus because you're not getting into the word and, and learning more about him and the father and spirit. And, and you're not seeing more and getting deeper and deeper because you're taking him for granted. And Your there's nothing Satan would like more than to stifle your witness, stifle yeah. your relationship with God, to limit you. Because the minute you stop hearing God, you start hearing Satan. Mm-hmm. If you are not in the Word enough that you can block that out, he's going to be talking to you. Mm-hmm. And the things in your life, the challenges that you come upon, will overwhelm you because you are you're wrong-hearted about things because you're not in the Word with God. And you can start compromising little bits and pieces and you can start saying well this isn't that bad compared to so-and-so you know i'm all right i still believe but you chip away at your faith and walking with jesus but before you know it you know months have gone by and you would never expect to be where you suddenly find yourself when you suddenly look at your life and you have fallen so far. And no one, I mean, th- you're not lost. God is right there. All you got to do is turn around and go right back to him. Start reading your word because that will give you strength. And, and, and I yeah, go ahead. I am challenged sometimes by people who, who claim that, oh, the Bible is a myth or something like that. And I went to a really... Uh, a website I would really recommend to everybody. It's called the Zacharias Trust. It's Robbie Zacharias, uh, who recently passed away. Uh, some excellent stuff coming out of there. And he said, well, how do I answer someone who challenges the Bible? Mm-hmm. And says, it's just myth. myth. And he said, well, um, show me where it says that. Mm-hmm. Show me exactly what you're saying. You're saying this... How is exactly, oh, the Bible's unreliable. The Bible contradicts itself. How? Mm. Show me where it says that. Mm-hmm. That's going to stop almost everyone in their tracks because they're trying to give you some sort of platitude. It's a, it's a straw man argument. Mm-hmm. It's a false argument. They're trying to draw you into trying to defend something that's, not, that's, that's patently false. Mm-hmm. So when, the, when someone asks you that, say, where did, where did you see that in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Show me that. I say, what do you mean? Yeah. Give me an example. Yep. Because they won't be able to give you an example. No. And the Bible is, like I said, it's, it's probably the most scrutinized book that's ever been written. There have been more people trying to prove it wrong, trying to prove it right, doing all sorts of commentaries on it, all sorts of things there. But it has been proven academically over and over again, and that's something we're going to do in the future. I've already thought about that, and I want to do that in the future. I want to talk about the, the validity of the word. Uh, from even from a man's point of view, mm-hmm. but the Bible itself is is such an amazing thing. It is the living Word of God, and what that means is that every single day you can read the Bible, and when you get to that last page, if you're going to read it from front to back, you can read it any way you want. If you go back and you start over at the first page, you're going to see something completely new, something completely different. God will speak to you in ways that you did not understand before. And you can never outread the Bible. You know, you will never get to that point where there's not something new in there. It's amazing to me. Every time I go in and I read something, I say, I've read that verse before, but I don't remember that God 
picked something out of there and stuck it in my head, and I went, oh, wow. All of a sudden, a light bulb comes on. Mm-hmm. And I've read through that before, but I missed it the first time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I, it was wrong when I read it the first time. It just simply means God's showing me a depth or a facet or a piece of that that I hadn't hadn't comprehended before. God opens my my comprehension up. And the more familiar, familiar you are and the more... Um, well-read you are and the more consistent you are with reading your word the more god can speak to you mm-hmm. because you are in tune with him mm-hmm. and that's what you do you get more and more in tune with god mm-hmm. so then you can hear him better it's the same way you know that we've talked about on one of our other podcasts that i do recommend about hearing god's voice is that the more you know somebody the deeper you know that person the more you understand what they mean. It's like, you know, with you and your friend or your spouse, you can finish their sentences. You know exactly what they're talking about. And and someone else coming into that conversation might have no idea what, what they're talking about because they're not part of that. And it's just, it is a living communication. And this is maybe not totally related, but it's something, something I read. And it says... Um, like archaeological site uh, digs and stuff, every mm-hmm. time they have a new one that has something to do with the Bible, it proves it even more. Mm-hmm. There has not been one archaeological site, historical things that have ever contradicted what's in the Bible. Right. And you can't say that about anything else. And no. I think, isn't and it, this? I know this goes with the validity you want to talk about, mm-hmm. but I do want to say, I think the Bible... I know there are so-called um, other documents that were written earlier, maybe. I don't know about that. But I do know that we have the oldest copies of anything. Mm-hmm. And people believe Plato and all that stuff. So here, we're going to end this now because oh, yeah, we're, we we're wrapping ourselves okay. down here. But I'm going to challenge you right now. If you are a believer and you think you understand everything you need to understand, I'm going to challenge you to go into the Bible and see what you don't understand. Then search it out. Look in context. Look at commentaries. Look at different angles of it. Find different translations. Whatever you need to do. If you don't understand a word, look up the word. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand the context of something based upon the the history and the place there, look that up. Find it. If you don't believe or if you're not sure, again, I challenge you. Try it. Get yourself into the word and see what happens in your life. With an open mind and an open heart, if you read the Bible, you will understand more about God, and God will capture your heart. And your life will be enriched no matter what. Do it for 30 days. Just See what happens. Just on a daily basis, make that a priority for yourself. Before you go to bed at night, lay your Bible out where you're going to see it when you first wake up in the morning. Whatever you need to do. But I'm just challenging you. Just try. Try it. Get into your Word. Mm-hmm. And when you do, I would love to hear what you have to say about it. Well, that'd be great. I'd love to hear from people that are listening to this and, and, and hear what they have to say about it. Um, obviously, Jane and I are very passionate about this. It's a, it's a very important thing. She's been reading her Bible on a daily basis years before I was saved. Um, but it is an important part of my life, too. And I know when I miss it. I know my day is off when I'm not starting it in the Word of God. So... There's a, there may be a time down in the future we'll talk about different ways to, to, to read through the Word, things like that. But right now, I just challenge you. Open it up. Crack it open and see what God has to say. 
Mm, that's good. God bless. God bless. Thanks for listening. Bye.